0: welcome in to dnvr bets daily oh man it's good to be back it's good to be rich uh it's good to be a supporter of colin morikawa you know i'm gonna ride that until at least thursday when they tee off again
1: oh i think i'm i'm taking advantage of a tiger being in this field and just hammering colin morikawa
0: uh dre 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 we you know i don't want to get too deep into golf but it's hard enough to put four good rounds of golf together
1: uh i mean when g- you're when you're 66 or better in f- three of four days like y- you think that magic just dissipates i don't know i
0: i, I don't I, i'm torn between mm. riding the Murakawa train or. Finding another golfer who plays a similar style to him.
1: What <laughs> The next Morikawa? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Let Colin do his thing. Let him. Uh, I mean, you know.
0: he, so I want to know what they're doing to this course in these days that they have between this, because I know that the people who put on the Memorial Tournament do not like that Colin Morikawa won that tournament at 19 under um that Mm. that's not they don't like that they don't want to see that this week so i think they're gonna let that rough grow all week i think Mm. they might cut the greens a little faster uh and try and change this course up on them because they don't want to see a 19 under winner
1: crazy well uh, sorry colin's just that that much of a stud what was your favorite moment of sunday
0: Oh, dude! <laughs> By far, <laughs> my favorite moment of Sunday is him making the twenty-five footer on the first playoff hole. I I screamed. I was on the golf course and I screamed in someone's backswing. Um, thankfully, they hit a nice shot, so I didn't have to like, you know, go through the whole like, "Oh, you should hit another one." I'm sorry, mm-hmm. um, but I mean. JT drains the fifty footer, and I, I, it's over. You know, like I'm just like, oh, there's no way. And then Morikawa's putt goes a little left, and then it goes a little right, and then it goes a little left, and it looks like it's gonna stay left to the hole. That the last second, it dives right. I lost my, you know what, when that went in, that was incredible.
1: Well, and JT like coming this close to closing it out on eighteen. Was oh my just god. Like-
0: well, and oh, then he had time. it again. He had another chance on the <laughs> second playoff hole. He missed it again. Same putt. Um, I mean, what a freaking golf tournament. I don't want to harp too much on the weekend, but that was incredible, incredible golf. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, as Henry kept pointing out uh, to me, there's 157 golfers in that field, Andre. I talked about one. I only talked about one. The only golfer I mentioned all week.
1: I know I had action on two, and they were hobbling then, <laughs> and Morikawa. So I, I, I've never rooted against the golfer the way I rooted against JT. We are that forever hurt. enemies.
0: That hurt yeah. because I love JT.
1: Uh,
0: um, he's really fun to watch for me. Uh, I actually took some inspiration from him this weekend. I love how softly he swings his red, his wedges. Like it just cool. looks like he's just tossing it. He's just like yeah just go just go land on the green so ever ever so softly. So I was like I got to try that. That looks so effortless. And, and it works. It works.
1: Oh, we get out. Wow, that's the most unexpected thing. <laughs> I I've heard. I I must say, you know, since we didn't get to talk yesterday, the first weekend where I had some buyout regret here. Uh, oh, I I finally problem. learned the importance of the buyout. Yeah.
0: I was kind of pigeonholed um because I was in Montana and I couldn't use my app so I didn't really have a choice but to ride on Morikawa I have to say though like it would have been sacrilegious after everything I said yeah it would have been sacrilegious for me to take the buyout and boy I would have regretted that oh. they never got it higher than 9 to 1 I ended up taking home 28 to 1 or whatever and 29 to 1 and they at no point did they take that thing above nine to one. I'm like, I'm going to win this money. What are you guys doing? Give me 15 to one and I'll think about it.
1: Yeah, I got in on Ho- on Havland at the perfect time. Round one through his first his front nine, where it was just even. I got him at plus sixty six hundred. That buyout was as high as eleven X during round. Uh, oh, because sixty six.
0: Yes, yeah, so it's yeah. twice as much right. A little more than twice as much um yeah so anyways yeah hell of a hell of a weekend crazy um ufc the chalk was kind of lame but um did we ever talk about the stomping on the toes did you talk about that all yesterday no okay where has that been because that seems like one of the most lethal moves in US ufc
1: that's a uh, it's a uh, it's an old school move in the you know in the clinch there against the fence you uh you stomp on the feet but it's Dude, do you know not how much many people do that i mean it hurt everything they're doing would really hurt ryan
0: well i know but i'm talking about like there's certain pains that you can't avoid like you can learn to take a punch in the face but you have all these yeah. tiny little bones in your foot like i feel like it'd be super easy to break someone's foot doing that
1: yeah, I guess you're true. I was just like trying to do a little practice one and I can't even go full like that's one of the parts of your body where you don't even want to do like a practice because like, it just feels so sensitive. Have you ever
0: like dropped your phone on your foot or anything like that hurts yeah. so much
1: or like stubbed your toe?
0: Right. So <laughs> yeah. I'm saying if you are like this is non-negotiable. If you are ever facing a kickboxer, the first thing you do in the fight is you get them on the cage and you start stomping on their toes. Because when your toes have been stomped on, you don't really want to fling them into someone's bones.
1: That's not a bad strategy, you know. Uh, Dan Hooker, towards the end of that fight against Dustin Poirier, was fighting with a broken foot or some oh, yeah, broken dude. toes. Yeah,
0: I think you could break a guy's toe in like one try stomping on their feet.
1: If you get a good stomp, you're not and, off.
0: And Usman stomped on his foot like six hundred times,
1: <laughs> nonstop. I know.
0: I was like, "This is this is." almost maybe should be illegal
1: we should say those two decisions that didn't go our way um andrage and holloway were absolute bs
0: holloway man he really got the shaft yeah
1: i was Um, talking to our guy justin michael he had a parlay where he had holloway at the distance or something and that completely screwed
0: him. yeah but i mean he always posts his bets he bets like one dollar (laughs)
1: <laughs> hey still no i mean i'm with you yeah it wasn't it wasn't a rough day like you were out but hey
0: that. you know anyone right yeah. Any as long as you're in the game you know that's, it's, it's that's still true. stressful yeah. um yeah holloway got screwed and then did you see what happened yesterday with his post no so like his fans were like attacking people who said it was a good decision and you know whatever mm-hmm. happens and he posted like stop doing that like life isn't fair it's okay like i'm fine i'll go win the next one like stop attacking people so that made me like him more he kind of looks like the the ufc john mayer
1: that hair has upped his game a lot yes
0: yeah that's what i was getting big john mayer vibes if john mayer fought ufc
1: the quarantine wow. hair has done him well, yeah, and he's one of the most gracious losers in all of uh, combat sports. For sure.
0: Well, when you have seven belts or whatever he has at home, it's easier yeah. to be a good loser. That's true. Um, speaking of UFC, I can I mean, a gift, a gift from the UFC gods. We're getting Absolutely. Wednesday night UFC, and there's names on this card that people have heard of. You know, this isn't your Wednesday night fights on ESPN where it's like they're in some random country you've never heard of with a bunch of fighters you've never heard of like there's some names on here. Yep,
1: yeah, you can say that again. There's some some great fights. This main card is going to be really interesting and there's a fun little added uh added wager that uh DK has put on here for us for the UFC that I really like and as we go through this card I want us to think think of because it's the fight of the night prop they have, and you know after every fight night or pay per view, Dana White at the end of it announces his fight of the night, and the two fighters get an extra fifty k bonus there. Um, well, when I bet on that.
0: that? I've never after, seen it announced. Like I in want the post show. If I'm going to bet on this, I need to be able to like well... see the reveal.
1: I know you're always counting your money after the UFC fights, you know, so you're not watching the the post show. And no, now sorry. you'll have to. Uh here's I, I've got an idea for us, Ryan, to uh to open things up. We're going to finally do the nickname game for you. And you're going to tell us who you like nickname-wise in three fights and then we're going to see if it stands the test once I give you the scouting reports. Okay, okay. First one we're getting to is 50k against the Boston finisher who do you like?
0: 50k versus the Boston finisher um, can you give me their full names? I need to see how it rings. I won't look at their odds I just I Wait. need to see how the the nickname fits the name
1: But then you know who the fighters are. But you're saying I'm so oblivious to who these fighters are. It doesn't even matter. Okay, well, I wish I had it started from the main event then. It's Calvin, the Boston brawler. What did I just say?
0: The Boston
1: fighter. (laughs) I screwed that up. The Boston finisher. Calvin, the Boston finisher. Cater against Dan. 50K Ig.
0: Wouldn't it be 50K Ig? Because that rhymes. It could be. Okay. Um the Boston finisher might be one of the very, very worst uh <laughs> nicknames in all of UFC.
1: Okay. I uh wow. Huge, huge play for the the underdog here, I guess. Yeah. Okay.
0: What are we I'm, doing I'm, st- here?
1: I'm still just getting you look at that. You a-
0: search Boston finisher, and the second thing that comes up is someone finishing the Boston Marathon.
1: Mm. Don't like that that is bad yeah yeah you kind of have a point the next one is El terror against the Spartan I need the full name full name okay Jimmy El terror Rivera or mm. Cody the Spartan stamen
0: it's so so easily el terror <laughs> yeah
1: it really is the the full name you're really right changes everything
0: yes exactly
1: because just based on um on name value, it's a it's a little different. Okay, Abdul Judo Thunder Razak Al Hassan or oh, ho, ho. yeah, that's a nameful. I'm I'm kind of proud of myself for even getting that out. Munir the Sniper Laziz.
0: Oh wow, the sniper.
1: <laughs> what be.
0: was the first nickname? You don't have to go through the whole name
1: because I can. The Judo Thunder. Judo Thunder. Judo Thunder is kind of cool.
0: Judo Thunder kind of slaps um i got it in the second one run it back
1: Yeah, uh, the sniper
0: yeah the sniper is too good it's too good I, I do like judo thunder but it also kind of sounds like an 80s band yeah, um yeah. so i'm going with the sniper
1: okay fair enough
0: is, right. that, is that all we got there
1: yeah i'm giving you three i mean that's that's as much as okay, i can so really. to,
0: what did i go with in terms of favorites versus underdogs
1: well you you kind of went against all my picks. Uh you, Ig, right? you went Dan Igg, right? Dan went
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, that, that makes more sense. Jimmy Rivera and you went with um Laziz who's making his UFC debut. Munir Laziz. Oh, that big, does... like some big dogs here, man.
0: How do you get a nickname before you even fight?
1: <laughs> What's funny is Tim Elliott who's the most veteran fighter of all these guys. I looked all over Google, cannot find a nickname for this. Tim,
0: Tim Elliott, Elliot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) Tim, make your mama proud, Elliot. Come on,
0: your name's going to be Tim Elliott. You at least have to have a nickname to make you sound like a badass.
1: I mean, I'm sure we'll find out when Bruce Buffer's a screen. They should call
0: him the Tim Reaper. Oh
1: oh my gosh (laughs) yeah duh they definitely (laughs) should call him the tim reaper my god that's amazing um all right nonsense aside i hate danik we've lost money Uh, on dan ige whatever it is we had him against (laughs) leonardo barbosa frankly i thought barbosa won that fight um it went to a decision and ige kind of Got it oh, out. So
0: he won the fight. We were betting against him. Oh, because yeah. we love Leandro Barbosa. Yeah. OK. Uh, well, that at least gives me some hope.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Calvin Cater, though, is a monster, man. We
0: like, also lost money betting against Calvin Cater. I'm pretty sure.
1: Mm, no. Yeah, I think that was in the loaded 249, and he was like the the top, the last prelim. And maybe Uh, like Blades had said like, oh, yeah, I like Cater. But we didn't. uh,
0: It was because he was like plus or minus 350 or something. Right, right. But he's, I mean,
1: he's as explosive as they come. He's like really exciting to watch in this 145 division. Um, You know, Ige, Ige could outlast him and just he's got a good mix of grappling, striking. He's really tough, great chin, great cardio and what have you. Calvin Cater's a monster, man. I think Calvin Cater comes out and kind of wipes the floor with this guy. This could be a candidate. There's an other odds boost, which is any main card fight to end in the first 60 seconds. This and uh, the Munir, um, the judo thunder against the sniper are the two candidates for that. And you can get that at plus 400.
0: Mm -hmm. Hmm. Plus 400. That's pretty good. Um, I don't like that fight though. It's like, or that pick, it just goes so fast. Here's something else you should know a little present under the tree from DraftKings this morning. I just got a, uh, hundred percent odds boost on any pick.
1: What they told me that was just for me, Ryan.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Finally, I thought to myself one that's just for me.
0: You got that too though. I did. Yeah. So we're going to have to, pick. maybe I'm, I might throw that on wolves tomorrow.
1: Yeah, and the deadline is the fifteenth at like yeah. midnight, so we've we've got till tomorrow to use it. But yeah, luckily we have a full card of UFC, EPL, and the Italian league. Yeah, you're right. I need to find out a wise way to use that. Um, so
0: let me ask you this on Cater. Yeah, we'll, we'll work our way backwards here. Yeah, is there something that is there a bet here that intrigues you? for him like i i mean i guess here it is calvin cater by kotko or dq minus 115
1: yeah it's uh it's tough to get like super great value on him cuz he's just such a favorite and everyone's kind of predicting he'll finish him which with five rounds i really like my chances
0: but of there you go i mean that's finish yeah. him for minus 115 that's good money
1: yep especially since the odds makers are telling you it seems pretty likely to us that that's how this goes down
0: so i guess that's our pick, huh?
1: Yeah. All yeah, right. That's definitely the first move here on that fight. Um, love this Tim Elliott, Ryan, um, pretty boy, Benoit. Benoit?
0: Benoit? You're going to be pretty boy. It sounds like you'd be Benoit.
1: There you go. We'll call him Benoit then. I, <laughs> I like that better. Uh, great, great on his feet. Great fist from Benoit, the dog here. Tim Elliott's been around forever and lost his last three um Elliot's kind of a
0: he's the favorite though
1: he's the favorite um Benoit has been he's only had one fight since 2017 dealt with some injuries but he's exactly the kind of fighter you and I tend to gravitate to on his feet gonna close that range uh get in distance and Elliot can be a little flashy he's much more of a grappler but he He can get into these fights. will he'll, he'll strike with better strikers and get his hands down to kind of be like bait you into getting them. But with a guy like Benoit, you you might get caught. um And Elliot's gonna be looking for the submission. He's gonna try and get you on the ground, get things a little funky and um try to submit you that way. And that's where he has the advantage. He's gonna be the more technical grappler. But I think he's you know, unless he's showing uh, some real added maturity. I like Benoit. I like the odds here. I like that you can get him at plus 100. And you know, we we we've had good success with fighters like this before.
0: Good, good, good. I hate I really hate betting on someone called Pretty Boy. Um mm. but you know what? He's your dog and I, I and my style is a good combo for me.
1: There you go. Um next fight is a great one. I'm not sure why this isn't the co-main, because Jimmy Rivera and Cody Stamen are uh, two studs and two guys that fight very similarly. They're, again, that type of fighter we gravitate to, compact dudes that are going to go right at you, kind of bulldog types, built like tanks, and they're great grapplers as well. Um, Rivera, four career losses, three of those have come in his last four, and it's because he's fought. The best of the best in that 135 division, Jermaine Sterling, Peter Yan, who just won the title there. Um, so you know, yeah, he hasn't had the greatest run of form, but he's been tested by truly elite competition. Stamen's almost at that level. We're talking about two guys who, in that bantamweight division, are ranked eighth and ninth. Because this um, is a shorter fight, shorter notice fight, they're being allowed to fight at 145, 10 pounds heavier. Um, so, this is kind of on late notice, similar styles. And I think you're just in a good spot to take the value here on Stainan.
0: Yeah, that's kind of where I was leaning. Do we have nicknames on these guys?
1: Yeah, this was the Spartan against El Terror.
0: Oh, oh. Oh, and El Terror is Rivera. Mm. I know.
1: There's a chance well, that El Terror is slightly better at playing the game these two guys like to play. But I don't know. I think Stamen's more athletic and a little more powerful. Well, all right. Rivera's going to be a little more of a brawler, a little more volume.
0: I'm excited. I, I like Stamen here. Uh, we've seen him fight once before.
1: So yes, yeah, UFC 250. So pretty darn recent. Um, and he could have dropped out of that fight. His brother had just passed recently. He still fought. Um, our, our listeners might remember kind of a, an emotional moment in the post-fight interview between him and um, uh, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, yeah. Um, so the easy guy to root for, and Jimmy Rivera is a tough as nails as well. So this should be a really fun fight torn between will it go to the distance like these guys are both so tough they could really take it to the distance or they could just be like it could turn into such a brawl where there's like no way you get out of the first round and a half because they just force the issue so far the grappling's <clears throat> what scares me because the grappling is kind of what can drag fights on right totally that's what everyone was complaining
0: about with uzman
1: yeah yeah for sure which i know you didn't mind at all
0: well, you know, I obviously didn't mind it because I needed him to win to break even that night. Um, but I thought it was a like I, I enjoy uh, something I enjoy about sports is a well-executed game plan. Yeah, if Usman goes out there and tries to out punch him, he's going to lose. Yes. So he had to put a game plan together in a week, by the way, Yeah. Uh, on how he's going to be Masvidal. And it obviously wasn't stand in the middle of the ring and have a punching contest. Yeah. Um. So I enjoyed the fact that he put together a sound game plan that he knew he could beat him with, and then went and executed the hell out of it. And uh, you know, according to two of the judges, won every round.
1: Right. Right. And I, I think he felt Masvidal's power within that first minute and was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Screw this. Clearly, this is the plan. I need to go, and it was easy to execute. Um. I. I think it kind of spoke volumes that Masvidal was able to go the full five, too, though, on having just many pounds and everything. Like that's crazy.
0: That was the the most wrong I was about that whole fight. Is I I was telling everyone, you know, how we had a little watch party over at the Chisholms. Nice. Shout out to uh Dean, Penny, Henry, his little sister Eddie. Great hospitality. all.
1: was there? Wow. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, man. Legend. Uh and you know, we, they had some friends over, and I told everyone this thing: if Masvidal's is going to win, and I guess I was right on that right. account. But I said, it, Mas, I actually said, Masvidal has to go out there and try and end this in the first two rounds." And I think he still did. But I was kind of telling him it's going to be a really exciting fight because he's just going to be going for kill shots for the first two rounds of this. But Uzman said, I'm "Not going to let you do that," and yeah. it's genius. He knew what he was going to try to do, and he. You know, put his ass against the cage and said good luck trying to punch me from here
1: yep easy easy game plan to execute that's the thing i always talk myself into oh this guy's gonna push the issue but if that guy who is gonna push the issue just doesn't have it then they go into survival mode a little bit yeah and that's where obviously fighting is different from other sports is there's a survival mode more so than like a tie does nothing for us to advance or something. So we got to go for broke and try to score a goal or something, you know? So we're pulling the yeah, goal. Yeah. Or some shit like that.
0: Speaking of um, I'm, I'm blanking on the, Oh, the Aldo fight. Did mm-hmm. you think they let it go too long?
1: If they did by like a minute or like so, 20 seconds.
0: I realize, like the fighters, always the fighters rarely in a non-submission scenario going to tell the yeah. ref to end the fight. But Aldo was actively moving around. You, you know, he was doing everything you do to show the ref, "Don't yes. end the fight." You know, I'm yes. trying to get out of here. And though I don't, you know, there's a lot of people who, for lack of better term, don't watch a lot of UFC, who thought they need to end this fight. Ali being one of them. And, uh, I just said, you know, Aldo is, the ref is saying, Hey, you know, uh, defend yourself, move yep. around. Yep. And he was responding and he's yes. moving and he's ducking and he's squirreling mm-hmm. around. And yeah. the ref is not going to end the fight if you're, you know, following what he's telling you to do to keep the fight going. Yes, did he take, end up taking a beating because of it? Of course he did. And, you know, you can make the argument, oh, they need to protect the fighters more, but the ref did his job. He told Aldo, "Hey, if you want this fight to keep going, you're gonna have to start moving around, mm-hmm. make you know, defend yourself, mm-hmm. do something." And so Aldo responded and tried to get out yeah. of it and kept moving around. And so I get, I get, it was tough to watch. I mean, this happens in UFC. Sometimes it's really tough to watch yeah, some that. guy who's just basically hanging on for dear life. But the ref, I, I thought the ref did a pretty good job. Maybe me, you, a minute, I, maybe second too low because you know he ended up he he gave up at a certain
1: point um interesting because i was watching it just at home so kate's not really paying attention and i i it never even crossed my mind that was going too far because i saw it from your perspective of oh yeah the ref's in control clearly he's he's a foot away guys i mean he's communicating to him he's just about touching him to make sure like he's with it and his muscles are engaged so yeah i mean it's tough, man. It's a, it's a tough game to play. But uh, yeah, I, mean, I think like, like, if there's a way you go about it, you go about it how that ref is, where you're communicating and you're saying, Hey, you still in this? Show me a sign. This is what I need from you. And as long as he's doing that, you can take it about as far as they took that.
0: The one thing that I agreed with people on was they just said, Hey, you know, he, he was done. He was not going to win the fight. And it was in the third round. He was already losing the fight. He's on his back. Or he's on his chest, you know? Right. And so yeah. the ref could have made the decision, look, he has no chance of winning this fight. I'll save him a couple hits to the head. Um, but that's not really the best decision to make.
1: No. No, and so. UFC, guys, it's a different game. We've we've seen it. <laughs> Weird things can happen, a slip or something, and a fight can change in an instant, especially a title fight with that level of guys. So
0: We saw a guy get submitted from... Yes. Was, you know, right? One second he's at, he's got the uh, full mount. A second later he's submitted from his from the other guy's back.
1: Crazy. Yeah, that so, was yeah. wild. That was a. It was kind of a bad beat for us.
0: Yeah, you know, you think of it. If a team's down nine zero in the ninth inning, I realize this doesn't involve getting punched in the head, but <laughs> you know, the umpire, it, you have to at least give the other team a chance to show that they have some life left in them. Yep. So, again, it, he responded to the ref when the ref – uh, is it a ref? Gave him
1: the cues. Yeah, yeah, it's a ref. Yeah, our referee is
0: yeah, – uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Herb Dean, my guy. Love Herb Dean. Herb Dean um, is great. Okay. So, quickly, we, so we're on Stamen, Benoit, Ige. Any yep. other – or no, sorry, not Ige. Uh, yeah, cater. Cater. Yeah. And cater to win by KO, TKO, exactly. or DQ. Yep. Um, Anything else you like on the card?
1: Maybe the fight I'm most excited about is uh, Judo Thunder against the Sniper. Right. Um, Judo Thunder, 11 career fights, 10 wins, all by finish. 11 fights. He's been in the ring a total of 30 minutes, Ryan. Whoa. 11 fights. And 15 of those are in his one loss by split decision.
0: So he's, I mean... (laughs) He averages in his wins under two minutes of fight.
1: Yeah. And that's why he would be a nice candidate for that 60 seconds or less. Wow. He is a beast, man. Um, and just rising quickly. Um, this is Razak Al-Hassan. Excited to watch him. And this is another fight of the night candidate. I believe that's plus 1,400.
0: So fight of the night... <laughs> Before mm-hmm. we get any action on yeah, this, yeah. I need to know what constitutes a fight of the night. Does a flying knee in three seconds to you know, fight of the night, the fight that's going to last for years, or is the fight of the night going to be a knockdown drag out that ends the knockout with 10 seconds left in the fight?
1: It's usually more of the, you know, the, the exciting brawl that goes a little longer, like that Josh Emmett... Um, <laughs> gosh, who was the other guy? Yeah. You remember the fight though, that we watched oh, yeah. at the bar together. Uh, that Love was, that yeah. I mean, that was fight of the year candidate, forget the yeah. night, but you know, those are typically the, the all out. So, and rightfully you asked that because Laziz, the sniper UFC mm-hmm. debut here, pretty big underdog. He's another one though, with nine wins, I believe like seven of those are by, um, finish. Uh, and he's a very very crisp uh, striker as well i just don't think he has the good so i'm all in on judo thunder i'm i'm in on the finish i'm i'll, I'll sprinkle about 60 seconds anything, or less man. that's the toughie here that's you uh, no even big big you
0: can't thing. even you can't even get inside our pick uh number by picking him to win by finish still minus 215.
1: Well, let's see if we can. Oh no, I kind of like. Oh, I've no. got a
0: fight of the night feeling on this one. I kind of like it.
1: It just needs to drag out a little bit, right?
0: Right, but it's just two finishers going for finishes. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what everyone likes. That's what Dana yeah. White loves.
1: Yes. Oh, yes. That's what he encourages people to do. That's exactly right.
0: So, uh, so how's that prop winning? Again, you pick guest fight of the night, and you get what?
1: Fight of the night. Yeah, it's uh, plus 1,400 if this is declared the fight of the night.
0: And where do you bet
1: that? Uh, On UFC, you scroll all the way to the right, and you'll see it past around betting fight of the night.
0: Fight of the night. Mm. But that includes everything on the card.
1: Everything's in play. And we've seen some great prelims. Like, you remember the first fight of a prelim guy just forces the the ko with the leg kick um, oh yeah you know and that that might have been a candidate for fight of the night <laughs> that time like you know so really it's a this would be a fun one to kind of sprinkle especially if you were keyed in a little more on some of the prelim fights
0: yeah I, why not I'll sprinkle this one I, I have a good feeling about this one
1: and i know people are really high on jack shore who's going to be the first prelim so you never know that's at plus 1600 and this uh Mo Bukowskis, uh the lithuanian fighter he's also at plus 1400 in his fight to be a fight of the night candidate, So,
0: okay well i think that gives us action on most of the main card right
1: yep yep
0: anything any thoughts on molly mccann and talia santos
1: intrigued by molly mccann she comes from this uh british division that's produced a ton of uh of phenoms but and and i don't know a ton about uh santos either but and santos has the big size advantage so
0: maybe we'll watch that one just yeah. as uh, unbiased fans
1: i think that's a good call all
0: right so that's that we got our ufc picks and i can't believe we're doing ufc picks on a tuesday it makes me so happy Unreal. um and that leaves us with the premier league which has quite a large slate tomorrow. What do you got uh, in the in the soccer game tomorrow?
1: Definitely Wolves at yep. Burnley. Great, great value. What what is it? Minus one. Minus one thirteen. Minus one thirteen. Phenom-
0: yeah, phenomenal really value.
1: Tottenham, I think, is comparably good value. And look, Tottenham has been a bit of a money pit at times this this restart of the EPL. But at Newcastle. To get them at the value you're getting them in the minus 100s, under the minus 150s, 132, that's really good value to me for Tottenham. Yeah, it Um, is. And, man, uh, obviously, you know, Man City, Bournemouth, uh, you want to put City in some parlays, go for it. But remember, they're not exactly playing for anything anymore now that the Champions League ban uh, has been lifted for them. They're really just trying to get to the end of the EPL. What they're focused on is the Champions League right now. So keep that in mind. Wait, dude, were lifted.
0: supposed to get a ruling on their ban or not?
1: We got that Monday, and so it's been it's been lifted. So they will not be banned. They're still fined like a hundred million pounds some. Some pretty large figure, but they're not banned from the
0: championship. Bro, that's terrible news. Yes, it is.
1: But now, this Leicester man, you race for the fourth um, spot has become pretty interesting because wolves? wolves are getting screwed in all this. Yeah, Wolves are really getting, Wolves are in a rough spot. I, I hate to say it, Ryan.
0: Dude, what? God, this Sports are so corrupt sometimes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes, they sure are. And then the big game of the weekend is Arsenal, who amazingly has been pretty playing pretty well lately against Liverpool. Talk about teams where things really don't matter. Um, plus two ninety for Arsenal, I, and the tie is plus two ninety five. So you can basically you you could go Arsenal to win or tie, and you're basically getting that at plus a hundred. Wow yeah
0: interesting well so, i i'm just taking wolves on this one gotta say
1: oh you're staying away from tottenham
0: uh, i'll ride tottenham with you
1: i'm i'm taking wolves tottenham i've got a massive uh city ass late here um I, I went back to the drawing board um too too many too too many bad picks over the weekend. Sampdoria at minus 107, really nice value against Cagliari, whose best player, Niangolan, won't be playing. Napoli at minus 137, really good value. Bologna keeps getting overrated after their upset of Inter. Um, AC Milan against my guys at Parma, really like the over two and a half goals. You can get that at minus 175. Lazio's been in terrible form. All their big dogs are playing, though. You can get them at plus 104 against Udinese. Pretty nice value there. Juve really bad form, and I was devastated by the fact that I called two losses in a row for them, and by an inch I missed it. Um, and I, I was this close to taking the buyout too, and it would have—I would have missed out on very little. Um, so, anyways, I'm, I'm kicking myself for that. But I think Juve gets back on the right, um, right form on the road against Sassuolo. Sassuolo typically R- you. Yeah.
0: Real quick, Andre, before you finish off your picks, I just wanted to give a good shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook. Well, then we'll finish out what you had to say there. You can sign up now and get a bonus up to one thousand dollars. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook offering a bonus up to one thousand dollars when you sign up and enter the code DNVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Of course, you must be twenty-one or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match each. Up to $500. The deposit bonus requires 25X playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And real quick, while I'm on the topic of DraftKings Sportsbook, an amazing odds boost in the old uh, Christmas tree today as I woke up. Tiger Woods to make the cut at Memorial this week, a place where he's won. Tiger Woods to make the cut plus 125. That's up from -367 or something. Oof, oof. And not your normal $10 limit on this one. They'll let you bet 50 bucks on this.
1: <laughs> what? Oh, Damn. I didn't that news is new to me. I didn't realize it was like that. Wow, now that's interesting. Uh, especially cuz you know those top 10 guys to make the cut, yeah, -310, that's usually what you're looking
0: at. Right. Exactly. Um, so obviously, Tiger hasn't played in a while. Uh, he was striping it when he played with uh, Phil and Peyton and Tom, but I think every pro golfer stripes it when there's no pressure. Or I, I think Phil felt pressure. I don't think uh, Tiger felt any pressure. He's just like, I'm going to go play golf.
1: Um, now that I've watched Phil play a lot more golf and don't just know him as a guy who's won a couple majors and then like a few covers of Sports Illustrated. I realize that's not nearly as big of an accomplishment as it was.
0: What winning that tournament?
1: Yeah, like Tiger doing his thing and being an oh, easy yeah. favorite and like coming through. Like Phil, yeah, kind of. Yeah, Phil Loki kind of sucks.
0: I hate and Tiger. Remember it. he just hit every fairway.
1: The only guy, <laughs> the rest of the field, they were spraying him left and right. It was a disaster.
0: Let me tell you this: if Tiger hits fairways like that this week, he will win the tournament.
1: By the way, you can bet on some fairways. There's Ryan, why'd you put me down this rabbit hole? There's a whole section of just Tiger-related props, and you can bet them to hit the fairways. You can do all sorts of stuff.
0: Save it for tomorrow. Save it for tomorrow.
1: DraftKings Sportsbook, just go there and thank us later. Sassuolo's really hot. So that's why you're getting Juve at just minus 165. Juve would normally be like a minus 300, but they've had two bad games in a row. Sassuolo's been playing really well, and Juve is on the quote-unquote road. So you're getting them at basically a bargain price here, um, and a team like Juve is just too talented to go against a team like Sassuolo and not get back on the right road. That it's it's just not happening. So minus 165, nice bet. Verona to tie plus 310, or for them to win outright plus 410. Either or, uh, you're you're basically getting that in the plus 150 range um, once you hedge your bets on both sides. Um, so, yep, that's going to do it with my Italian slate. I went 500 on the MLS last night. So,
0: All right. Well, ML- I watched that Rapids game, and uh, I think I'm good on the MLS. So uh, that was enough for me.
1: Was it weird that it felt like the, the graphic of the coach being interviewed like screened the goalie on that? <laughs>
0: The whole thing about that was weird. Now I'm not like team. Don't interview the people like the coach during the game. Like, what is the coach really doing in a soccer game? Like, he sure. so might be like, "Hey, hey, what's up!" You know, like, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have to like worry about his like substitution patterns or anything like that. Yeah. Um, sure. So a lot of people are whining about that, but not me. Um, I that was really tough watch. Um, you know, our guy Hank. Big NWSL fan, and you know I was watching over his shoulder a couple times because he just had it up on his phone, and I'm like, "This mm, seems more
1: exciting." Yeah, it's more wide open for sure. (laughs) It's like like a quicker pace. Those girls really run. The NWSL is a pretty entertaining product,
0: Um, and they and 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 it has the one problem that men's they have the one problem that men's soccer has solved, uh, which is that not all of the best players play in the best division.
1: Right. Yeah. You
0: know, like how absurd is it that the Premier League is your the biggest best league, right? Mhm. The best player in the world doesn't even play in that league.
1: Oh, you could you could argue the best four players in the world, Messi, Ronaldo, Mbappe, Neymar, they're all France or Spain or Italy. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: That's unacceptable. They got to figure out a way to change that in it's the nwsl a... like all the stars you know from the world cup all play in the nwfl it's true so Match-ups. soccer maybe they need to create like the super league and i realized the champions league is similar to that but i'm talking about on a day-to-day basis we need yeah. all of the best players in one league
1: there's been talk of that like creating basically the teams that are in the champions league a, a league of their own and i I think it's terrible. It would ruin everything we have. So I couldn't be more against all the nonsense you just spewed, but that is the <laughs> nice thing of the other NWSL also super physical. The NWSL, those girls Amazing. are, they are more physical than like any sport, but UFC or, <laughs> or football, maybe football. It, to the point where by the time I was watching the end of by the second half, I was like, they need to protect the, these stars. They're, they're too physical. Protect the
0: stars. Well, and I think that's their that's their angle, though. They want to be tougher than the guys, and they are.
1: Yeah, and more entertaining. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, I mean,
0: I, I want to give them a chance, but, heck, I haven't watched a game all year, and I went in on that game, and I know that RSL has kind of been the Rapids kryptonite for a while here now, but, jeez, that was tough to watch. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather watch a UFC fighter, you know, on their back <laughs> than watch that.
1: It is oddly less painful sometimes than watching your soccer team get their butts kicked for a full ninety minutes. Yeah, tough, tough. It's All right, merciful.
0: Yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for us today on DNVR bets daily. Uh, a long Tuesday show because there's a lot going on tomorrow. So make sure you get on to DraftKings Sportsbook and get your bets in. Get those tiger props going. You know that the one I just mentioned, whatever it is, make sure you get in there. Uh, yeah. But for now, it's gonna wrap it up for us. Hope you guys have a great night.